Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make some noise. Yo! Yo! Yo. This. Who is this guy? Is Wes McElroy on Fox Sports 910 and FoxSportsRichmond.com. Call the show at 345-0910 or email Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. Here he is. He is the man. Wes McElroy. Off and running. Thanks for cranking us up. Whether it be on Fox Sports 910 or on the iHeartRadio app coming up on this Wednesday. Hump day! Yeah! Yep, coming up on the show, Giancarlo Stanton does it again. But what happened yesterday? Could he be doing it for another team soon? Ezekiel Elliott seems to have a lot to say, and all of a sudden, Jerry Jones does not. We will get to the thing that ESPN should have caught in its fantasy football show. And Odell Beckham Jr., a man who seems to catch everything, finding himself in a happy place. But can he keep his cool this year? We're going to go exploring the NFC East today and check in on the New York Giants. Welcome in this Wednesday morning. Paulie V producing the show. Yo, Paulie! Gary Hess is on the updates. We will also reveal the top five baby Mac Prop bets. Straight cash, homie. Yes, the five prop bets created around the birth of my child. Most most of these were at my expense, and, well, that's okay. That, that's kind of the point of the whole segment. But we had you yesterday come up with prop bets around the uh, soon-to-be arrival of Little Miss Mac, and you guys delivered. We got some good ones. We got some interesting ones. We got some just downright disturbing ones. But hey, we asked for you to come up with five creative prop bet ideas. We will reveal them later today on the show. Straight cash, homie. Phone number is 345-0910. The telephone number, that would be 345-0910. Fox Sports 910. See what we did there? The Twitter handle, at West, Fox Sports 910. And if you feel like emailing, you got a lot to say, but you just want to do it with your fingertips, that's okay as well. Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. We got a lot of storylines today. We got a lot of guests today. College football, NFL, little baseball mixed in. But right now, let's get to the three storylines of the morning, the three stories you need to know when you wake up. I like to call it McElroy's Morning Edition. It's the first word on the headlines of the day. It's McElroy's Morning Edition on Fox Sports 910. Let's get to it. Three storylines that you need to know. Story number one. On a day where the president ignited more people with his words yesterday in Charlottesville, emotions still stirring. Yesterday, certain men stepped to a microphone and actually said something intelligent. And that was the Virginia football team who spoke to the media for the first time after the events and protests and attacks at the downtown mall over the weekend. Here is their head coach, Bronco Mendenhall. They stand together and they stand united, embracing, in Micah Kaiser's words, uh, the differences and respecting the differences and valuing the differences. That's Coach Mendenhall referring to linebacker Micah Kaiser, who is one of the captains of this team. He is a leader. He is a respected guy for so many reasons, including the words that he had to say yesterday. Saturday morning about it, saying, you know, hey, guys, this is a great opportunity for us. Come together, stay together, really show what this world is all about. Uh, 
you know, if the world was like a football team, a collective collective of you know people from all over the country, uh, from different di different backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, different states, all working together for one. If we can show what we can do together, then you know that's a beacon of light for the community and an example for other people to follow. The Virginia football team sharing their thoughts, their feelings, some chilling things like the Cavaliers stay at the Cavalier Inn, which if you don't know, it's, it's right down off the corner, right between the grounds and uh, Scott Stadium and, and between the practice fields. The team was staying in the Cavalier and Hotel, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, the th third, the fourth, and the fifth floors. Some protesters from the KKK and Nazis were staying on the second floor of the hotel. Kurt Benkert, Virginia's quarterback, said the car that ran through the downtown mall that killed Heather Heyer, he said it. he saw it parked in the parking lot of the hotel that morning. That players saw that car that morning. The Virginia football team, and, and let me say this, uh, they were protected by extra security. They were just down the hill from the protests at the Rotunda Friday night. They felt that this was something that they wanted to talk about. And yesterday we're given that chance to talk and a chance to convey that message. And well done by the Virginia players to talk. And well done by the coaches and the media relations department to let them talk. Sometimes coaches or the media relations staff, sports information staff, they'll try to shield kids. They'll be afraid of what they might say. Sometimes want to be able to control the message. Yesterday, the coaches and the media relations just let the Virginia football players talk. Open up about their feelings as you heard Kaiser say, come together to make this a better place. It is not an easy topic, and sometimes maybe we don't look to young people to have a voice or we don't value their voice, but yesterday I applaud the Virginia football players for opening up about it, what they said, and I applaud the Virginia coaching staff for letting them have the freedom to do so. Story number two. On the note of opening up, as expected, the NFL Players Association announced yesterday it has appealed the six-game suspension for Ezekiel Elliott. The hearing will be held on August 29th, so it will be before the season begins. Per the NFL's personnel conduct policy, the hearing will be before either Roger Goodell or a person designated by him. And the appeal will focus on the testimony given by Elliott's former girlfriend, which uh, some documents were obtained by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. We talked about this yesterday. Elliot's going to argue, according to the documents, that his ex-girlfriend, Tiffany Thompson, made up multiple threats to, quote, ruin his career. There were some other things in there, uh, like, you know, changing your life and, you know, you're a black man, I'm a white woman, no one ever believe you. These are documents that have yet to been revealed to the public. The appeal will also highlight certain text messages from Thompson that encouraged a friend to lie about, lied to police about alleged domestic assault in July of 2016. Now, worth remembering here, the Columbus City Attorney's Office announced in September it would not pursue charges against Elliott because of conflicting and inconsistent information. Also worth remembering here, the NFL can penalize a player without legal charges. And Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, had some really good stuff, and I'll share things with you this morning, one of which is why Ezekiel Elliott has remained quiet about this. And a source telling Florio, Elliott stayed quiet out of respect for the NFL's process that he felt was going to exonerate him. And from Florio, uh, this is what Mike wrote. When it began, Elliot didn't know it would take this long. While it lasted, Elliot gained nothing but Elliot gained nothing by sharing publicly or leaking privately chapter and verse details about his defense. Now that he's been suspended, and now that the battle has been joined with an appeal, that will all change. It will get ugly. 
and it will get nasty. That's from Mike Florio at ProFootballTalk.com. Now, maybe that's just playing to the media. There are ways of getting things out, getting things leaked. But it now sure seems like Elliott's side wants and welcomes a fight. And it does make you wonder, is there something more coming here? Did the NFL's investigation miss something? Did it have holes? We, we don't know that yet, but it seems like we're going to find out things August 29th. And as for Jerry Jones, uh, Jerry had a lot to say before this ruling about there was nothing to see here and Elliott did nothing wrong. Uh, Jerry, had, Jerry had loose lips a couple weeks ago. Jerry had about 10 seconds of words yesterday. Really want to uh, uh, have uh, uh, my uh, uh, feet on the ground about it, and uh, just have it uh, extremely well planned and thought out. Oh, now you want to plan it out. Now you want to wait until you get information. Loose at the gums a few weeks back, but now, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a step back. Let cooler heads prevail. Oh, Jerry. Story number three. <laughs> From baseball, where Giancarlo Stanton has done it again. 0-1 to Stanton. is hit high and deep left center field. It's on its way. It is six consecutive games. It's 44 on the year for Giancarlo Stanton. That is a call on the Marlins radio network. Stanton with a solo shot to deep left center over off Madison Bumgarner in the third. Marlins lose this game 9-4. But the reason worth noting is it is six straight games. It is 44 on the year. Stanton's got 11 home runs in 12 games, 23 in the last 35. Only, Paulie, we got data. Only Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds have hit more in a span. Take that for data. Take that for data. Coming up, I want to find time to get into probably what will be a short discussion of Stanton and the number 60. Because Stanton is on pace for 60 home runs this year. I'm 38, I'm not an old man, but I am an old soul, and the number 60 for home runs, 61 more specifically, it actually does mean something to me, and I'm curious if it still means anything to anybody else out there who follows baseball, because Stanton is on pace for 60, and I believe it's only been five guys in the history of the game that have hit that number, but is it still a number that we even care about, that that generates any type of emotion, or have all the numbers just been that tainted? Also from baseball last night, the magic number was two. Not clinching magic number, but two home runs from Howie Kendrick and two-hit ball from Gio Gonzalez as the Nationals beat the Angels 3-1. Second time in three starts, Gio has flirted with a no-hitter. Last night, strikes out four, walks three. Nats hand the Angels their first loss in over a week. And Sean Doolittle locking it up with his 12th save. And they are your three storylines of the day. McElroy's Morning Edition on August 16th on Fox Sports 910. All guests appearing on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. They include JMU football coach Mike Houston on his defending Dukes in Harrisonburg. How has he avoided any sense of entitlement by his guys? They won the national title last year. They returned a lot of key pieces this year. But how do you, um, how do you put that in the past and say, hey, uh, everyone's out to get you this year. We'll talk to the head coach of the Dukes at 7.05. We got John Laser, the voice of the Hokies, will go to camp in Virginia Tech where they do have a starting quarterback, and now it's on to the pieces around that starting quarterback. We'll talk to Lays at 7.35. We will go to camp with the New York football Giants where Odell Beckham Jr. is talking Super Bowl, and he is declaring that he has found a better place. What does that all mean? 
Well, we'll talk to Giants beat writer James Cratcher, the Newark Star-Ledger. It's what we do on a Wednesday. We go exploring the NFC East. We got a busy show. Yo, McElroy trivia as well. You want to chime in about anything in McElroy's Morning Edition? You feel free. The phone number is 345-0910. Twitter handle at WestFoxSports910. Coming up next, uh, two stories that I left out of McElroy's Morning Edition. I will explore next. They, uh, they include the Redskins. One Redskin under a knife and one Redskin on a microphone. Both making news yesterday. Why? Talk about it next. Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. Six eighteen, Brett and Early on this Wednesday morning. JMU head football coach Mike Houston, John Laser on the Hokies, and we're going to talk about those Giants in the NFC East every Wednesday. I'd like to explore the NFC East today. We will tackle with Ezekiel Elliott suspension being at six games. Probably the team right now that is the favorite to win this division, the New York Giants. We'll talk to one of their beat writers coming up a little bit later on. We can talk to you at 345-0910, Twitter handle at WestFoxSports910. Sticking in the NFC East, we will hear from Jay Gruden, the head coach of the Redskins today after practice. Redskins getting a, a day off yesterday in order to move things back from Richmond up to Ashburn, back on the field today for practice. Uh, yesterday, Adam Schefter with the news that Sua Cravens had knee surgery but will be ready to go for week one. Sustained the injury last Thursday night. No one really seems to know when, but all of a sudden he just ends up on the bench and he's got ice. Turns out that he needed surgery. Now, this made some people do a little head turn, kind of kind of one of those, oh, wait, wait. Huh? Yeah, because uh, the initial fear was a hyperextension or meniscus, and then Jay Gruden met with us Saturday and said all tests revealed no structural damage, and then, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, he's going underneath the knife? Sua Cravens making the move to safety, which he, he's got the college experience, He's still learning the NFL experience, and he is a guy who could really use the preseason. We talk about the preseason being too long. We talk about these preseason games. Sue Cravens could use both the practice and the games. Now, we had heard two to three weeks for Cravens following the injury. That timeline still remaining intact. Surgery was unexpected, but he's still expected to be on track for week one. So the hope is that he will be ready physically for week one. How ready is he for the position week one? And let me remind you, uh, you look through the first couple of weeks here for the Redskins and some of the wide receivers and some of the offenses that they'll encounter. Philadelphia, Oakland will be there. I know you can tell me, well, they got the Rams and they got the Chiefs. Well, yeah, okay. But um, you know, this division alone, it's just not the, uh, the one quarterback and the one wide receiver. This division has grown leaps and bounds in terms of wide receivers and quarterback play and multiple wide receivers. So having a safety, and Lord knows safety has been an issue for the Redskins for, oh, I don't know, about a decade right now. You're hoping Sue Cravens can be ready mentally, physically, and positionally ready to go by week one. Now that's one of the many unknowns around this Redskins team. The, the other unknown is the future of Kirk Cousins. And I guess this became news yesterday because ESPN, ESPN likes to take certain things that have been said over and over again. They like to confirm it. ESPN invented the whole confirming thing. Hey, somebody broke news. Somebody had the story first, but we're going to confirm it because, you know, we're the authority on sports. So ESPN does this. They take certain things and then, they, whoa, whoa, we're going to confirm it and we're going to make it national news. Yesterday, Kirk Cousins sat down with Sal Palantonio and Sal Pal, I, I don't know if this interview ran or not. 
Uh, probably did not in the middle of the 28 hours of the Fantasy Football Marathon, which, yes, we will get to ESPN's flub in, on a second on that one. But Sal Powell goes on Instagram, sitting down with Kirk Cousins, and he puts, quote, Kirk Cousins told me, despite franchise tag, he wants to remain with Redskins his entire career. This happened about 10.30 yesterday morning. Obviously, it stirs up the internet. Kirk Cousins wants to stay with the Redskins, no matter what. Now, I, I haven't heard the audio of this. I have not heard, is it Kirk Cousins told me, despite franchise tag, he wants to remain with Redskins his entire career, period. Or is this Kirk Cousins told me, despite franchise tag, he wants to remain with the Redskins, but if it makes sense, or if they're committed. Was there, was there a little bit extra on the end of that sentence there, Sal Pal? I guess we have to wait for the interview to air. Because Kirk has been saying and has said multiple times, I want to stay with the Redskins. There's also been a second part of that sentence, if it makes sense, or with a but. I don't doubt that Kirk Cousins wants to be here. But Kirk Cousins wants to be here if it makes sense for him. So far, it has not made sense. Kirk Cousins wants to be here if the Redskins are willing to pony up a contract that makes sense. Kirk Cousins wants to be here if the Redskins go out and sign players and playmakers. They they build this offense. They show some consistency in the front office. They give him the best chance to win. And Cousins has come out before. I know some people just say, all right, you didn't sign the deal. He doesn't want to be here. Cousins has come out, and, and Grant and Danny, Paul, see if you can dig this up, because we know we have the audio from a couple weeks back, but he told Grant and Danny up at 106.7 where he does his exclusive radio show, he said if he had his preference, it would be to stay, because he looks back at guys, and I remember he pointed out specifically a guy like Drew Brees who's been in New Orleans so long. Now Drew Brees went to San Diego, but then Drew Brees went to New Orleans. But he pointed out some other quarterbacks who've had that success in one place because they stayed in one place. So Kirk wants to stay if it makes sense. And Kirk Cousins has handled all of this as a business decision. It, but it, it's, got, it's got to make sense. It also takes two to tango. And I know there are those out there who will say, well, you know, if you really want to be here, well, then just sign that deal. Well, let me ask you. If you get a contract at work and it's going to be for the next four to five years and it does not financially add up to what you're doing right now, are you going to sign that deal? Are you going to sign – Are you just ask yourself. And I know it's tough to compare yourself to a professional athlete, especially one making $24 million a season, but it, it's a little tough for you to go to work and sign a contract for five years that doesn't make any business sense for you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You decide. 
Cousins shouldn't nor want to do it either. But as far as him saying it, he said this before, and I get that there's some people who like instantly, because he didn't sign the document, he didn't sign a contract, instantly says, well, Kirk, if you don't want to be here, get out. And I heard it at training camp. There's also this, the common sense factor of public relations. What's Kirk going to say? Yeah, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I'm, uh, Sal, look, I'm going to play this year and then I'm going to get the bleep out of here. Like, what, what is he going to say? I do think people were quick to say, hey, if Kirk's not going to sign the deal, well, he doesn't want to be here. That's the thought process for fans. However, it is telling. It is telling that if you really, and I, I've got to be fair to this conversation because these are my thoughts thinking about what went down over the past couple months. It is telling that if you really want something to happen, you don't get offered a deal in May and say, nah, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to negotiate. If you really want a car, like my wife just went out and bought a car. She really wanted this Subaru, the, the Forester. She, she wanted it. She's not a big minivan person, but she needed to elevate up to a family car. Like she really wanted this car. You negotiate. You say, hey, look, uh, I can do this, but I could do that. You go shop around. You look around, but you say, hey, and I really want this car, so what can we do here? How, how can we make this work? It doesn't exactly give you the warm and fuzzies when Cousins doesn't want to negotiate with two and a half months left to spare. But th- this interview, it'll be aired. And, and this, is, this is going to be every time Kirk Cousins talked this year. And, and this is why I'm squeezing this into a seven-minute segment, because it's going to be every interview. It's going to be asked, and then we're going to do the thing like, how was this interpreted? What does he mean? What is he saying? And, and it's going to be every game, every pass, every touchdown, every pick. The jury will be out on Kirk Cousins. But Cousins has said before he wants to be here if it makes sense. But yesterday this stirred up because ESPN, uh, all of a sudden he told ESPN, therefore it becomes news. You can comment 3450910, Twitter at West Fox Sports 910. Uh, ESPN also had something else on its airwaves yesterday, and a lot of people went, ooh, really? We'll get to that. Coming up next, Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910, and the iHeartRadio app. You can find the show, reach the show on Twitter at Wes, Fox Sports 910, Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910. Yes, people are still tweeting in their, their suggestions for the prop bets around the birth of my unborn child. Yesterday we took them, did prop bets on the birth of little Miss McElroy. Straight cash, homie. Sorry, we already got our, our five. We got our five best. We will reveal them later in the show. And uh, I think we're going to have John Laser, the voice of the Hokies, have the first round of picks. Lays will join us at 735. We will talk about the Hokies quarterback decision. Now about the places around them in offense. Is there a name starting to, to emerge at Hokies training camp? We will go to Blacksburg. We will also go to Harrisonburg and talk to the head coach of the JMU Dukes, Mike Houston. He'll join us at 705. You can join us. Three four five zero nine ten. Open up talking the show in the show talking about a few things. Kirk Cousins yesterday telling Sal Pal Antonio that uh, well at least Sal Pal telling us on his Instagram that Kirk Cousins told me despite the franchise tag, he wants to remain with the Redskins his entire career. Just get ready for it, folks. Every interview, everything that Kirk says, it's going to be picked apart. It's going to be tried to be interpreted. I just want to know was there another part of that sentence because Kirk Cousins has said this before. I want to stay with the Redskins. If it makes sense for me. Was there more there, Sal Pal? Also, the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. Zeke 
yesterday filing the former appe- formal appeal. And uh, this is about to get real interesting here. And I, I, I don't know exactly where it's going. And I'm, I'm being genuinely honest with you. I do not know what's going on with Zeke. But yesterday, the appeal was filed. We had the day before Zeke's dad going out and saying, hey, look, we're going we're gonna to bring the fight. What, what do you say? We're going we're gonna to reveal the real plot. You've got the Fort Worth Star-Telegram starting to put out documents that have not been released to the public, text messages uh, you know, from Zeke Elliott's, from the alleged victim, his ex-girlfriend, I guess, Tiffany Thompson making threats. And uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, with some interesting stuff, saying that Ezekiel Elliott, source telling him, Elliott has not talked about this to date because he was giving the NFL time to do its due diligence because he felt he was going to be exonerated. Now, sounds like Elliott really wants to talk. And I also saw this from Florio, that the NFL has declined to release public information, that they have not released their 160-page investigative report. They, they reportedly have more than 100 exhibits. They have a transcript of the June 26 hearing, but they're not going to reveal it to the public. And some people want to know why. I don't know why. But those materials, they, they may ultimately draw a clear conclusion. They may not. They, they may let us in on the truth, what's exactly going on here, but the NFL does not want to release that publicly. Now, I know some of you like want me to kill Ezekiel Elliott, go right after him. I, I think I've said enough on Elliott. Do I think that the NFL found nothing? Do I think the NFL found nothing and gave him six games? I don't. I also don't think Elliott gets the benefit of the doubt, especially after seeing the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Not a good look. Not, not for a guy accused of putting his hands on another woman, and you're out there doing that. And I also want the NFL to hold people to a higher standard, especially when it comes to domestic abuse. So, but, but I, I'm, I'm being honest here. There, there's part of me wondering, like, what's Elliot's approach to the appeal? What does his dad have that we're all going to learn the plot? Is there something else down the line? Why is the NFL not releasing this information? Elliot's people saying there's holes and inadequacies in the report. Well, I haven't seen the report, so I, I don't know. And maybe the NFL knows this is going to go further. Maybe they don't want to have any type of advantage out there to the other side. I I really don't know, but it looks like we're going to find out here shortly. As in August 29th, that's when Zeke's hearing is going to be with the NFL. I got to point this out. I I know tensions are high right now. I know things are going on. Uh, But I got to point this out because ESPN will not, because they're going to tell their people to be quiet on this. I know tensions are high, and I know right now everybody's real sensitive to certain things. ESPN found themselves yesterday in a little bit of heat over a story. Uh, Not as much as Donald Trump, but ESPN feeling the heat over something going wrong. So they had their 28 hours of fantasy football. At some point in their programming, they aired an auction where they had a crowd of people. They had an auctioneer, and what they were doing was they were auctioning off players in an auction fantasy style. And they, they put the players' heads on sticks. The first player was, I believe it was Antonio Brown. And it was Antonio Brown. It was Odell Beckham Jr. And some people saw this and thought, slave auction. Some people saw a white auctioneer auctioning off black men. Um, now, to be fair, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski also auctioned off in this segment, but it drew criticism, and ESPN had to issue an apology. And their apology said, auction drafts are a common part of fantasy football. ESPN segments replicated an auction draft with a diverse slate of top professional football players. Without that context, we understand the optics could be portrayed as offensive, and we apologize. That's ESPN in a statement to USA Today. Now, I have never done a fantasy auction. Paul, have you? 
Have you ever no. done? Because we usually do it like snake draft style, where you go back and forth and you just pick. I've never. Yeah, done, that's what that's what I've done. I've never done the auction style, but these are the rules, and some people, some people were offended, and obviously it stirred up social media. Some said, "Whoa, it's an overreaction. This is part of how you do a draft." Now, there to be honest with you, there was part of me and Paul and I were talking about this. We we caught this like at the end of the show. And there was part of me when I first heard about it, I first thought, all right, this is a little overreaction. Like, to, to think where they read read too much into a fantasy segment and you find it to be offensive. And I'm very open to things that right now we're in a sensitive time. But, Paul, I got to tell you this. I, I, I saw this yesterday, and right away the optics of it, like right away you look at it and it doesn't have a good look because there's white dude on the auction – and there's a whole bunch of white people below, and they're holding up the stick with a black man's face. And this was pointed out to me yesterday. Now, listen to me. Before you say, oh, McElroy, you're too sensitive. You're too politically correct. My original reaction was, look, we got a lot of things to be really offended about right now, especially in the Commonwealth of Virginia. So jumping to the conclusion that ESPN was trying to in any way be racist, uh, no. That, that, to me, was a little bit of a reach. But I, I do have to say this. Have you seen the movie Get Out? No. I have not seen it yet. Okay. This was pointed out to me by a listener. Came out earlier this year. Very, very twisted movie. And for the people who don't know the plot of it, biracial. it's a horror movie, but it's a biracial couple in college. Girl is white, guy is black. They're a college couple. She lures people to this vacation home where the girl's family takes the brains of older loved ones and they put them into younger bodies. Like they have this whole concept of immortality. Like it's a really screwed up concept. Yeah, I heard it was a real... A real uh, mind bender. Okay, somebody told me, watch this scene of where they auction off Chris, who's the, who's the young black man in, in the relationship, and they, they do a silent auction and they sell him off. It weirded me out how that ESPN segment yesterday looked eerily similar to that movie scene. Because you have, in this scene, in this movie scene, you have... A white man with a black man on a photo and the audience of mostly white men bidding. And if you see ESPN yesterday, there it was. White guy, picture of a black man, and mostly white people in that crowd. Like, do I think the ESPN was on a racist level? No. Do I think ESPN was saying, you know what, let's be a little risque. Let's push the, uh, the racial lines. No, I, I don't think that. Do I think somebody ESPN was thinking? No, no, I don't. And a lot of good people lost their job in Bristol over the past couple of months. And it does make you question certain things about management. Like nobody, nobody saw that through a camera lens and said, oh, oh, whoa, wait a minute, uh, this doesn't look too good. And I get it. I know we live in a very sensitive society. Trust me. And I get, I get that people are easily offended. I, I get that on a daily basis. I get to about 9.30 and there's an email, or there's a tweet. I was offended by something you said. I, I, trust me, I get it. I get that people are easily offended about race. I know we're on edge right now. ESPN did not mean to have that interpreted in any way but a fantasy segment. But it was, yeah, it was something they had to catch. And especially, like, no... I watched, I watched that scene. I listened to the, 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 the listener last night. I'm like, wow. Like this, yeah, it, it, the comparisons are freaky. So, um, yeah, not a good look by the Ford letter. Speaking of letters, letters make words. And on Wednesday, we like to do a little segment called What's That Word Wednesday. We'll have that for you coming up. 
Plus, got some goodies to give away. We got Yo McElroy trivia on a Wednesday. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910. Coming up next, is this still special? Can it be special again? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. Caught! What a catch! And it may be the catch of the season. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. On Fox Sports 910. Oh, the phone, everybody. Owen DeStanton is hit high and deep left center field. It's on its way. It is six consecutive games. It's 44 on the year for Giancarlo Stanton. Mr. Stanton going yard again because that's what he does now on a nightly basis. So we're going to make that the call of the night, for which I don't know how many times in the past how many shows we've made that the call of the night, but Stanton now... That is six home runs in the past six games. That is 11 home runs in the last 12 games. That is 23 in the last 35. Stanton, uh, as the kids would say, he's got the hot bat because that is number 44 on the year. And that is your call of the night brought to you by the iHeartRadio app, which you can download for free and listen anytime, anywhere, the iHeartRadio app. I uh, said this in the beginning part of the show. I, it's funny when I go out and people are like, that's, you're, you're a lot younger than I thought. Cause I guess probably sometimes I come off as an old person. Well, you do mock me for being young all the time. So that yeah, but you are young. You are young. And there's definitely a disconnect between your 24, 23, 24, 23, 23 year old self and my 30 year old, 38 year old body. That's kind of like an old guy thing to do. You know, like are you kids and you're, I admit it. I yell at you about being a millennial. I get it. But, uh, well, let's put it this way. I've always been an old soul. Like my mom said that basically I, I, I came into this world with a suit on and just shook their hands and said, hi, I'm your son. Nice to meet you. I get it. I am an old soul. I'm not old, but I'm an old soul. And when it comes to sports, I still have an appreciation for the past. And when it comes to baseball, the number 61 still means something to me. I, I'm not going to call myself a historian, but I have uh, become a fan of Roger Maris having never seen the guy. Uh, like the summer of 98 really drew me back into baseball learned about Mano, learned about Maris, tried to appreciate that summer being a young college punk. And I have this incredible uh, fandom of Roger Maris. Like, I got a Roger Maris jersey. I own some Roger Maris baseball cards. I got books. I enjoyed the story of the summer of 61. The number 61 used to be a big deal in baseball. And uh, now, I don't know if it is at all. Because you got Stanton going for 60 home runs right now. Stanton's on pace for 60. And I, I, I don't even know if it's a thing you had eight players in the history of Major League Baseball go 60-plus home runs. Now, you think about how many baseball games are played a year, how long baseball has been played, and you're talking about eight guys have gone above 60. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire again, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa, Roger Maris, Babe Ruth. Yeah, therein lies the problem. You start reading off some of the names that have gone above 60, and that's where it goes, yeah. Bonds, McGuire, Sosa... What do these things have in common? Exactly. And that's where, if you remember the summer of 98, Paul, you do not because you were three and a half years old. It was magical. And it was that great mix of the present of baseball merging with the past and this chase and, and learning. Like I said, young college punks like me learning an appreciation for the things that came in their father's age and their grandfather's age of Maris and Mantle and learn about the summer of 61 and learn about the M&M boys. And now it's like, oh, Stanton just hit 44? He's on pace for 60? Because of Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa. Is it just 
And I, I guess it is. And there's nothing I can do to say or change it because I, I wish I, I don't even have this emotion in my body. Like I, there was a couple, there were summers leading into the summer of 98 where, where guys were making runs at 61 and then they would fizzle and fall short. And then, you know, McGuire did it and Sosa got to 60 quietly and 60 plus. And I think he ended with 66 that season. And then Bonds just dismantled the entire thing and everybody just looked at these guys and went tainted. And therefore, all the numbers became tainted. And I don't know if you look at Stanton that way. I don't even know if you care in that way. But if I, I, I feel like it's wasted oxygen if I sat here and tried to sell you 60 as this magical number and as this chase. And I, I don't even know. I'll throw the question to you. If Stanton would get to 61, would you, if he gets to 62, would you hold him as the, in your heart of hearts, the single season home run record. There are still people out there who believe 61 is the mark because Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa did it, and, well, they were all on something. So I, I'll throw the question out to you, and we'll put it on Twitter. Is 60 still a magic number in baseball, or is it just a number? You let me know. You can fire away at West Fox Sports 910-345-0910, and we'll throw up the poll question foxsportsrichmond.com. It's one of those you got to tell me because it, it's fun checking in. And last night, I have to admit, I was perusing the internet when, uh, when, when Stanton came up just to see if he would hit another home run. It's now six games in a row. But to say I'm getting the thrills and the chills and there's a countdown going on to 60, it's, I'm not there. But maybe you are. And let me know. Can, can 60 or 61 be a magical number again in baseball? foxsportsrichmond.com. On Twitter, at West Fox Sports 910. We are going to go to Harrisonburg, Virginia, coming up next, right north of 8133, depending on which way you like to go. We're going to check in with the head coach of the JMU Dukes. They won it all last year. They won the national championship. And with what they returned this year, they could win it again. But how has Mike Houston uh, made sure his Dukes are not complacent or feeling any sense of achievement? We'll go to training camp next on Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.